you, Reardon. Ah, oh, this is such a fantastic episode. I am so excited by the proposition of create once, distribute many, that every interaction that you have in business, you document. Not so much all about creation, creation, creation all the time. And being so obsessed by making sure that you get eyeballs and visibility and all that. Some of the challenges that businesses are faced with is they've got content creation you know, goals, but they struggle with the implementation. They struggle to get things really moving for their business. And so today is really exciting because I've got one of my coaching clients, Hugh Reardon from BQ Bridge, on the show to go through this exact exercise. So just as a bit of context, I've been Covidio uh, coaching Hugh for, for a number of months now, and we've gone through a whole bunch of different exercises in order to build his information, build his messaging, build his on-camera presence. And this is all about record once so that everybody gets to leverage the recording, but also being able to then snip that, this, you know, podcast up into several little vignettes, if you like, so that he's able to then expose a lot of himself, his vulnerabilities, where he's come from, where he's now operating as a new startup business in a new market. These are all exciting things for the broader business community to know. And yet a lot of businesses fail at this. They, they sort of expect that people will just kind of flock to them. Well, action creates action. And here is Hugh. Hugh, thank you. And welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. Happy to be here. Just firstly, just firstly, look, just if you can provide a little bit about where you go, where you've come from, because you've, you're such a prominent person in the business and, and coaching space and the consulting space. Can you give the audience just a little bit of an idea, I guess, of where you've come from and where you are right now in this journey of not only integrating video, starting your own thing, trying to define your message to this market? on your own. Yeah, thanks, Chris. I go back, I suppose, to early on in my journey, and, and that's me buying into my first business, with, which I did was, which was about 18 years ago, I, I bought into a business with a friend of mine, and, and we uh, were actually in horticulture, we grew produce, so uh, your fresh salads, um, which is spinach, wild rocket, and a lot of other things, like I, I just loved farming and that's all I ever wanted to do was to go farming but but farming actually turned out to be my second love I, I think my first love was really business and 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 I, I loved the farming aspect of what I did but I also loved the growing the business so we, so we had a bit of success over that that 18 years and and um again like it was lots of things in in, in a like it was farming so I loved doing that you know the business was important I was I was working with a schoolmate so we we like had known each other since we were like 13 years old. So there was all of these things to tick the boxes, but there was just this, this itch or something else to do. And that was really about helping others. So last year I sold my share of the business back to, back to my mate and he's still running that farming business and, and I'm, I'm on a new adventure. So, uh, about helping others. You refer to yourself as a dadpreneur. <laughs> now, I've got an idea of what I think that might be, but can you explain that in more detail? And how did you come up with that, that title? Yeah, okay. So that's a working title. And so what I believe in is like, and it's not my language, it comes from Atomic Habits and James Clear is about to set your identity, like who do you want to be? And that identity could be for yourself as an individual or it could be yourself or uh, where you want to go. It could be your business. 
So there's there's all these things. So so my so when I sold my business, one of the drivers was I wanted to I've been running really hard for for as I said those eighteen years, like whatever it took. And we're we're like that was and 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 this may resonate with some of your audience. Like that was weekends, nights, what just just whatever. And the family uh, took a back seat for that. And I've got a pretty young family, uh, ten, eight, and turning five. So it's like, well, I want to put them first. So that means that giving myself the identity, dad, dad first, and then then business owner or building, you know, entrepreneur second. So the entrepreneur part, I've been practicing that for literally all my life. And the dad bit, putting it first is is a new skill that I've got to learn. Like, so I'm struggling a bit with both of them, but but same sort of thing. When I sold, sold my business, I've set myself restriction about how much I work and because it's like well if this is the goal it's like well I want to give time to my family I want to find the one-on-one time with each of my kids so so that's the the identity that I've set. To have a professional look online you really need a professional setup with a solution that allows you to switch it on and start shooting videos. Well with the DIY video program you get a fully equipped desktop video studio you get expert scripting on camera training video coaching and all the skills you need to simplify and speed up your video creation process. If you want to learn more, go to ridgefilm.com.au slash DIY. What, what's some of the mistakes that you have made that have made you stronger now more than ever to not only take on the role of a new responsibility in the business, but also nurturing three kids? And, and I think... For any father out there, that that is an undertaking, and and also the stigma that's attached to men and working hard and providing for the family. What, where did you? Where was the t- turning point for you to say, you know what, I, I'm equipped to be able to manage this myself and take this on, and you know I'm happy to relinquish the share of the old business and try something new. Yeah, yeah, I'll try and unpack a few different things there, but. The the thing was like in business and in parenting, you're a parent, Chris, you know, like you, you're sort of faking it till you make it and you're trying things and you're saying, well, is you're trying to find your style, do you know what I mean, as a parent like and how you do and then you ask other parents or, you know, just you ask other business owners, how do you run your business, what do you do, what fits? So you're always trying your style and then the other thing, you've got these, for me, these three little variables, kids which uh, each need a different style to manage. So So that was... The one thing to, it's about, for, for me personally, it, it, it was really about how much more do I need? Do you know what I mean? And, and being, being comfortable with, well, the first thing is like, can I do it? Can I succeed? So I'm talking about business now. Can I succeed? Can I build a pretty big business? And, and like, we, we, we did that. Like our, business that I sold from, you know, it, it nearly had $30 million worth of annual revenue and 160 staff. So it was just about, can I do more? And that was really, for me, selfish. You know what I mean? It was like, well, that's a me goal, not a family goal. So it's like, well, I, I, I was been thinking about it for a while. I want to be a better dad. So that means I've got to make a change. And, and, and they, I didn't believe they were mutually exclusive. Like I, this other path of growing this big business and more growth was just you know, do I want more of the same? And I didn't. So, so I left that. And then the second thing about being a better dad, it's like, like I'd program myself just to business first all the time. So I just had to unprogram myself. And, and I, this is not language that I'd use, but I think f- from 
you know, I, I, I use my own mistakes, but then I also read a lot and, um, look at what other people do, say and do. And, and there was, uh, um, there's the entrepreneur Danny Myers who wrote a book, Open Table, and he's, he's got a really interesting book, but one of his quotes is like, who, who made the rule that this should be it? And it's like, well, that, that really was the turning point. Well, who made the rule that I have to, it has to be more, you know what I mean? Who made the rule that I have to work 50 hours a week? So I was just like, well, I, I, I make my own rules. There's nobody there. And then the second part of that is me getting comfortable with these things, you know, these r- new rules that I'm trying to make for myself. How much is enough? We don't ask ourselves that question very often, well, I'm sure. The, well, the thing, thing is, is like I, I'm, I'm a first for knowledge and, and again, you're going to get sick of me quoting authors, but Tony Robbins, another guy who's, who's again, who he's very cringeworthy people in our generation because we grew up watching him, you know, with the infomercials, you know, the, the guru, but he's got a lot of great stuff. And again, in, he, in one of his books, Unshakable, which is all about personal finance, he's got a methodology for working out how much is enough in money and it's like shit so so i actually did the calculation because i'm a bit risk averse i doubled it and i was like well that's enough for me do you know so and and what is that number <laughs> for me um yeah it's real really simple like if you want to get down to bra- brass tacks like if i can earn a business that generates three hundred thousand dollars for me per per annum um and my goal is to do that working less than three days a week, then then that's enough. Uh, you've got to remember advice is very, um, you know, for the individual. So there's no good advice. Mm. It's just whether it's good for mm. you. But but I'm coming from a got this is from my position where I've been lucky enough to sell my business. So Beautiful. I'm 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 really there. It's like, well what's enough? And I don't want for much, you know what I mean? So all of these things that's that's enough for me and and again there's a calculator in in the back of the book it's like well what do you want and and i think that's the biggest thing for a lot of business owners is like what is it what does good look like where's the end what's the vision do you know what i mean how much is enough because who who are you doing it for is it is it for you and if it is for you great like i'm I'm, no no judgment from me do you know what i mean it's not about you do you you know um someone may say well i i want to buy a bloody basketball team well Go, 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 get it, like, but but that's not my yeah. dream. So, yeah, you do you. Yeah, you do you, boo. And I guess back onto the previous, you know, role, uh, you've obviously seen a lot of shit, right? Um, what were the, what were the, some of the things that you were finding in your – I mean, you talked earlier about the truck driver <laughs> defecating, um, which I found kind of funny, but what were some of the things that you saw and went through – and I guess kept grinding at you in order to make dramatic change. I, like I, I, I'm a truth seeker and and trying to find things out. So that like all the way through the journey, like us and and your memory plays tricks on you. But I, I remember asking questions of people and not having, you know, getting the right answer. That could be a banker. That could be accountant. That could be different things and then there's a few different variances of that well one my questions weren't very good two i was asking the wrong people Uh, so if you sort of take that lens it's like that's the experience that i want to share with other people and and the way that i the, the people that i see is is myself you know at the start of my journey you know five years ago 
um, 12 months ago. So it's like giving the people that I work with and the business owners that I work with the lens to ask the right question or, and that could be, well, here's a better question. You're asking the wrong person or what do you really want? Because you get a few simple things sorted and, 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 and then it strips away a lot of other questions. So. I don't feel I gave you a good answer, you know, a bit of a politician's all, answer. Hey, hey you, you, get, you give your answers the way you give your answers, you know, and, yeah. and this, is the, this is the important thing in acknowledging the, the language that you're telling yourself and um, what you see of yourself throughout this recording. You know, this is as much of an experiment as it is content creation, yeah. um, you know, process. Uh, that the hardest thing I found in public speaking for me was not confidence, was not camera presence. <laughs> I don't believe that for it a was, second. <laughs> it, was, it was none of that, right? Do you know what, do you know what it was? Clarity. Uh, yeah. Did they get something from it? Yeah. That's the thing I obsess about. Do they get something from this in as clear way as possible with the ums and ahs out with the great little one-liner that they can just take away so i've actually started pulling out little excerpts for ongoing presentations that are coming up soon and i'm finding all these beautiful videos from simon Sinek and various other people yeah yeah and i'm going why, why why do I need to show off somebody else? Like, yeah, yeah. And I can say that shit, right? Like, and so when you're talking and quoting on, say, Anthony Robbins, by the way, that I don't actually yeah. agree yeah. with you that yeah. there's the, the whole stigma. I think he's a he's fantastic. I saw him when yeah. I was twenty years of yeah. age, and I also was the kid listening to him in the car on the tapes, right. yeah. The, yeah. my dad's tapes in the car and all this stuff. But you know, I I sometimes quote people. But then I think, well, what the fuck? Why am I bothering with that? I just fucking say it myself. You know what I mean? And like, and and I'm not saying that that it's disingenuous being quoting someone else's thing here, but it's like, you're the expert. You fucking say it. Do you know what I mean? And and like, that's the, that's, I think that's a, a, a sort of interesting thing to acknowledge because people are ultimately investing in you, not what you've got to say about somebody else. Couple of different, and by the way, this is not for your. No, 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 your, no, 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 no. But this is good. Now. This is this is no. This is good. There's a few different things because somebody's challenged me on that as well. Uh, especially when we're talking to people, or you know, you and I have a conversation, and hopefully a few, conversation, and hopefully a few other people that listen to this conversation. So there's a few couple of things. The first thing, clarity that you said, like I think that's simplicity and clarity and elegance is just is so undervalued, like, and that's with some of the themes that I spoke about, you know, like if I was going to say number one thing, you know, which, you know, is get clear on what you want and that's what we spoke about. The second thing about quoting others uh, and someone someone else called me out on that and they said, well, why do you feel, and, and a good, it was a good friend, it wasn't, it was just like, he, he was just like, and, and the same way you did, it's like, well, why do you need to quote others? And I actually, my purpose for doing it is different. It's like attribution. It's like it's not my idea. So it's not me showing off. And, and again, if, if someone gets to know me, they'll go, I'm not showing off to say that I read, like, cause I don't give a fuck what you think. Like, really, I, 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 I don't like, like me or not me. Like, I don't need, I don't read to, I don't read the books that I read to do a TikTok post. I read them. But the reason that I quote the books is to attribution because it's not my idea, because I believe in, in giving credit to others who came up with the idea. It's not, and, and again, as opposed to where I think the, 
the, the, the TikTok clip is to show how fucking smart you are. Well, it's not that. And do you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? So, so I, I, I get it. It's like, well, why do you, yeah. And it's like, uh, if I don't have my own language, well, I'll use other person's language, but it's not about to give credit to the idea because the, yeah. the best ideas are the simplest ones. You know, I tidied up another actual coaching client of mine yeah. um, who's in financial services and he was doing a webinar and oh, it seemed like every second or third slide he had like, oh, yeah. Warren yeah. B- B- Bates, but- Warren Beatty and this, that, and other. And every, every <laughs> oh, you know, Steve Jobs said this and, and I was like, yeah. dude, just just own it. You know, like I get yeah. it. You know, it's good. You can pull out some quotes and then similarly around that and around what you're saying. but. In moderation. Um, yeah, you're, yeah, moderation. I'm so excited by your dadpreneur here because, and yeah. I want to, and I want to circle back to it because, okay, you're the whole, the whole thing. A lot of the time about people labeling themselves in this way, and for me, for instance, saying that I'm a video marketing specialist. Right yeah. now, for a lot of people, they're going to go, well, "What the fuck is that? Is that photos? Yeah. Is that like what, what do you, what do you do? What, what, what does it mean? Right?" And I've had so many conversations where I've had to continue to explain it to deviate back to ultimately something that they are familiar with a wording and yeah. a language that they are familiar yeah. with so you know i i've i've you know i'm okay with somebody labeling me videographer even though yeah. it's completely inaccurate uh, yeah. videographer fine if that's <laughs> yeah, what yeah. you need to get clear yeah. on roughly what yeah. i do and yeah. that's fine now dadpreneur will it create for you more questions and are there is that a good thing that, it, that it's begging curiosity that someone would say well, what's that mean i'm uh, kind of assuming it's attached to an entrepreneur um and i guess yeah. if you do label yourself dadpreneur ah uh, is that a is that aligned to a value a business that you are you know it's the you know bq bridge is the coaching platform for dadpreneurs you know what i mean um you know is there is there can you grow on it can you use marketing to to kind of emphasize it yeah well i i I don't know i i so the thing is is let's try it and see if it sticks and that's where i'm i'm as i said like i sold my business late last year and which is six months ago. So I'm trying things on for size and I'm trying, I'm doing me for me at the moment. And I know I want to give, give my best to my kids. So that's first. And that's what dadpreneur is. And I know personally, I want to work with other business owners. So that's entrepreneur bit, whether it resonates with my customers, I do not know. But then the other thing too is, is when my customers can't get hold of me on a Monday, it's because of that. And it's like, because I don't work Mondays. Oh, why don't you work Mondays? Because I'm doing stuff solely driven for my family. And, and so. And, I've, I've, and, and what's wrong with that, right? Like, no, well, it's like, just, well, they, they want to know why. So why not? So, oh, but, but again, then, but the, there's different language that I'd use for my customers and, and I'm still working on that language. So it's like, what language would I use with my customers? It would be from stressed to done. So what do you do for your customers? I, I, I go from stressed to done, which is mean like you're stressed, you're worried about stuff, you can't figure something out in your business. You, you, you know, you're the business owner and you've got all of these people, but s- things are still coming back to your plate. You're the business owner and you know, you've, you've got all of these people and you're still not making as much money. You've got all the, you're the business owner and you've got all of these people and you still can't have a day off. What, where do I work? Well, well, I work in that entrepreneur space and I, I take your stress and I move it to done. And, and that's really what the BQ Bridge part of my journey is about. It's about getting the shit in business 
the, the simple but fundamental principles right, do you know, and that, and that's, and if you get, and doing that over and over again with different lenses of different businesses. So that's what I'm about. But the dadpreneur, it's like probably me talking to you as a, as a person and, and part of our identity is dad, part of our identity is business owner. It's like, well, we, we, we can have a broad conversation because I think if you're working with clients and you're working with business owners, it's about the, the whole. Do you know what I mean? Like if they're not sleeping enough, if they're having other things at home, like if they're under financial stress, you can't fix their business because you've got to fix some of these other other first steps, you know? So it's 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 a whole thing. So what I'm hearing is it's a shit fight. People lack the discipline, the prob the discipline, the ability to build a process into muscle memory so it doesn't take a lot of headspace. It's it's a you know, it's a automated mechanical type of process that that is systematic to a point where you get them to done right is that about right what what are some of the what are some of the steps i guess that you're you're taking with them in bq bridge to leverage their time so that they do build better team and they get better organized in business well first thing that we spoke about is clarity what does good look like so that, that, that evolves over time. So you get clarity. And then the second thing you actually touched, touched on it is it's like, it's habitual. So how do you build the habits? So it's about habit creation. Uh, so these are all simple, simple stuff, but hard to do. Uh, and then it's about consistency. So it's like, okay, well, how do you measure it? You know, dashboards and all the other bits and pieces. So I, I haven't given you any revolutionary th- idea of giving you simple fundamental truths but the the problem as you rightly said is discipline is turn up every day work on your most important thing well hang on i don't know what my most important thing is okay let's get clarity let's go back and so it's it's around all of those things and then where i come in is i've lived i've walked the walk i've i've, I've sat in your shoes and and I, I, that's the first thing that sits from sits with me when i talk to a new client I can visualize when I was sitting across the other side of the desk and I was going, I, I, I actually, you know, empathize with them through those lived moments, whether that was, as I said, me 15 years ago, me 12 months ago, me five years ago. So it's really going, okay, you're not clear. Um, communication. Well, I keep telling my staff that that was something that I, I, I learned, you know, ah, uh, I suppose culminated recently is like, I'd never told anybody enough so you've just got to tell them over and over and over and again the second thing part that is you've got to be really clear on the message it's like hey guys well what's the message and then me as an objective you know consultant can go well your message is not clear enough well what about this what about this and then the same sort of thing refine the message by telling the message so so these are simple pieces of advice which i wish i had um and then also the as i keep saying the other parties to have the the, the lens, which is my experience to go, no, the message is not right. right. You're full of shit. Like, re- what's, what's the real problem here? You know what I mean? Are you doing it for you or are you doing it for whatever? You know, make peace with that. Like the same way that you've made peace with people are going to call you what they're going to call you, but you're just going to do your thing. To have a professional look online, you really need a professional setup with a solution that allows you to switch it on and start shooting videos. Well, with the DIY video program, you get a fully equipped desktop video studio. You get expert scripting on camera training, video coaching, and all the skills you need to simplify and speed up your video creation process. If you want to learn more, go to ridgefilm.com.au DIY. How much baggage do people carry around? You know, like 
I think it's very easy to highlight key things, key ways that you solve problems for your business. And as you said, you know, these are all not new ideas, but also they're not executable ideas. Like to go into communication, you've got to go and fucking deep dive the shit out of it, right? Like yeah. you've got to go down and you've got to start at the, the base and build up up to something that is easily repeatable, something that you have can build confidence with, something that's easy for the market to understand. Yeah. What's, what is your revelation for for helping businesses where is it a, is it a elephant so big in lots of cases for these people that they actually have no concept of where to start the overwhelm of the amount of tasks uh, almost cripple them with the ability to be able to choose one and and bite it off and go for the next one where where do you step step in at that point do you kind of lay it all out and go all right that's the elephant we're going to bite off let's yeah. prioritize yeah, so let's let's assume you know what you want and 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 that that aligns with who you are as a person and your skills and your capability and you get joy. So let's do that. And let's even let's go a bit further into the communication because we've spoken about communication and and the same sort of thing is like, well, you want it's about the communi- communicating. So if you want to get good at communicating, the first thing you should do is start communicating and then the second thing you mm-hmm. should do is start testing what you're communicating. So that means trying different ways, you know, it's still you, it's Get still feedback. you. Yeah, don't don't communicate like Chris would, but communicate like you and but try try different things. And Why not? you come <laughs> well, well, you, well, you try it on <laughs> try it on for size, but but you do you. So but then it's That's practice right. ad, practice feedback, practice feedback. Did it work, didn't it? And then That's and right. then it's consistency. Like I, I so so as a bit of a side, like I do some running. Okay. And then I'm, I'm signed up for a marathon and I've joined the Facebook group because I haven't run there before and really interesting. You know, just find out a little bit. And, and then you see these things. Oh, I'm training for the, this marathon. What should I do? And then there's all this thing. It's just like, just fucking run. Like, so if you're going to communicate, <laughs> start communicating, you know, talk to your kids, try differently. The way you talk to your spouse or your partner, the way you talk to, you know what I mean? Like approach someone down, um, you know, in the street, do you know, like step out. And, and that's the, the other thing, which again is a fundamental truth, like deliberate practice. Like deliberate practice is just stepping outside your comfort zone just slightly every time you do something. So in the, in the lens of communication, ex- I'll give you a personal example. Like, as I, as I said, I run and I pass these people at the same place all the time. I'm not sure if you do something at the same time, might be the shopping center, you pass someone in the same thing. So this is early in the morning and I'll pass maybe three or four people in the same place and you give a wave and it's like, stuff it. I'm going to stop and introduce myself to these people because I see them most mornings. I might as well greet, greet them by name. So there was two things there. There was one, it was just building community because I live, live in this area and wanted to be, but the main thing is like, I wanted to do something new. I wanted to step outside my comfort zone. I'm, I'm an introvert. Um, so I was like, so the, so I introduced myself, g'day, and now I, now these people I'm addressing by name. So the same thing for yourself and back to communication, do something different, step outside your comfort zone. And then the third thing is just be consistent, you know, just do it again, do it again, do it again and get the feedback. Like, and you take any problem and apply that lens, uh, and have somebody to, as a sounding board, then, then you get the result. Like, yeah. How many, how much of business as you see it? lack that feedback, lack the rudder to steer the business and make these decisions quickly. 
It, it's it's a it's its own pandemic, right? Like, it, yeah. Let's. I mean, the people say, "Oh, the the market's saturated with business coaches and all that sort of shit," and yet yeah. we're still making such crappy decisions about the direction of business, and it's so overwhelming with the amount of information that a small business needs to take on. It's not just about selling product or service. It's about the all of the other shit that needs to happen to keep the business afloat. My message is not sexy. That's the that's the thing. Like, you know, like the sex, what's sexy? Like AI is sexy. This is sexy. And absolutely use all of those tools. But the same sort of thing, like if you're not doing the right things, you know, the, the simple things right, then Fuck. Like if you if you if you're building a business and you haven't thought about what you really want, like you could be building a business on the wrong wall. Like you know, like if you want to go, I'm going to climb to here, and you're like, oh shit, I actually really don't want that. So I think like all there's a heap of tools and there's a heap of things. Like I use ChatGPT every day. Do you know? But is that going to solve somebody's business's problems? You know, not no. It's just a it's just another tool. And the same sort of thing. Like I think. To answer your question, um, you know, a lot of consultants will, you know, they've got a hammer so everything they see is a nail and they may be an expert in one field where that's the point of difference that I offer. Like I've got a broad range of experience growing from not many to many to saying, what do I do now that I've got a family? What is enough? What do I want to get clear on? What's important? How do I communicate to my staff? You know, as, as you as you think, like, you know, I'm the guy that's, had to deal with a truck driver who defecated in a customer's lawn, like, you know, as to I'm a guy that had to hire a CFO and fire a CFO. You know, we, we, we spent like 160 grand with recruitment consultants and fired most of those people in, in about 18 months. Um, we lost, I think, uh, $1.3 million in a deal and then just got out of it. Like all of these different things. We had a lot of wins as well too, you know, like we, we, did you know uh, a really successful deal with HelloFresh, um, and and in, and we're really lucky to be in that space. So it's not all uh, it's both ways of the experience that have, and and that's the difference I think for myself. But the the fundamental thing, which I believe for a long time, is just do the simple things right, do them consistently. Mm-hmm.